0: What's good, everyone? Welcome back to My First Kicks. This is episode 152, and this week I welcome Leo Olasio to the podcast. He is the current GM of Sold Out New Jersey, and he was brought to me by Sean Williams, former guest of the podcast. Now, if this is your first time listening, I hope that you are very excited because me and him get into some really interesting conversations about his time collecting sneakers and also his time selling sneakers. We talk about, you know, the the age of the Dunk Exchange and which I talked about on Twitter recently, including Sneaker Pimps, which was one of the craziest conventions I've ever been to in my entire life. When I looked at the 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 lineup that was posted on Hypebeast in 2006, I saw that the clips open or like one of the middling acts for Ghostface. And I mean, I remember going to Sneaker Pimps and just pulling out my black book so that Futura can sign it for me, which is an all time, like one of my favorite artists of all time. So it's very interesting how this came full circle with Leo jumping on the podcast and getting the chance to talk kicks with me. So very excited to jump in to the episode and give you his stories. He tells a really funny story about <laughs> almost getting into a fight uh, on an army base, very similar to Morgan. Uh, <laughs> Morgan's time, because Morgan is very aggressive, if you can tell, on his last episode. But I hope you guys enjoyed kind of the break to an interview. I want to say it's a break to the interviews that I've been doing every week when I had Morgan on to talk just my time at ComplexCon and dissect his trauma. And we trauma bonded. So I think we're closer. So as... I progress and grow this podcast i hope you give a give a listen to his podcast soul brothers and now on to where you can find leo you can find him on all social medias as at leo l-e-o dot o-l-a-c-i-o hit up if you're in new jersey hit up sold out new jersey uh, he has a, a table with deals and it's ever rotating, so you can get some steals. So it's you know you get a high chance of just trying to get some dope just for retailer lower. So that's pretty cool. And also check out his podcast. He he has a podcast called Buy Sell Talk, and I think that's every week. But it's really cool. It's really interesting. You know, you get a little bit of the side of the the reseller side, and also just fun stories from. People buying sneakers, so very interesting. I hope you guys check it out. Hopefully, I can be in on an episode in the coming future. And you know where to find your boy. I am who is hot on all social medias. Follow the podcast at My First Kicks Pod. Follow the podcast on TikTok at My First Kicks, and also on YouTube at My First Kicks. I've got the ability to go live now on TikTok, so pull up. When, I'm, when you see that 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 red circle bling, uh, blinking. Also, Sunday, I'm announcing it this week. And hopefully you will listen to this because I am going to put a lot of work into this. Sunday, I am doing a Sneaker of the, the Year show with AD Sneaks and a special guest. Uh, the shoes behind me are a big hint. So, please tune in. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to have a call-in segment for you to announce your for your sneaker of the year as well. Just one. I only want you to just talk about number one. You have to just make your case for why is it number one. And Mia AD Sneaks are going to give our top five list. Hopefully, our guest will give his top five list as well. So it's going to be a fun time this Sunday on the My First Kicks YouTube page. Maybe I'll go live on also on TikTok, just my side, but it's going to be weird if I do that. Maybe before it. I don't know. So, on to this week's guest, Leo Alasio. Hey, Leo. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Yo, what's up? Thanks for having me.
0: Nah, man. Huge honor. Uh, you've I had Sean, Sean, Sean on from OSD, and... That episode, I, like, linked us up, I guess. <laughs> Not that <dead ass. laughs> That's uh, for sure. Uh, nah, yeah. I mean, I saw you, you reposted the episode, and I was just like, let me hit you up and see if you want to do an episode. So.
1: <laughs> nah, yeah. It's ironic, because uh, a lot of things this year, well, yeah, I can still say this year, when in December. A lot of things um, that I've done, putting myself out there-wise, has been, like, in some way, shape, or form, Sean had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. He probably yeah. doesn't know it, but it's ironic as fuck.
0: <laughs> I mean, Sean, Sean's the man. Yo, shout out to Sean. Um, but for people who aren't my listeners, if they aren't familiar with you, how about you introduce yourself?
1: Well, my name is Leonardo. I go by Leo. Um, you got me on Instagram, leo.olasio. I'm a general manager for Sold Out in Jersey City, New Jersey, a consignment shop, buy sell trade store. Um, also, one of the members of Buy Sell Talk a podcast that we started um we're in 14 episodes deep you can catch us on youtube spotify still trying to figure out this apple music joint but we'll get
0: there podcasting is hard man people don't know how hard it is to get it on to get on everything you know uh i mean we talked about it before jumping on here but the just the i mean you telling me how you couldn't find my videos and (laughs) and that that, i'll be (laughs) honest I, i i didn't show you but I was defeated with that one. I was like, man. <laughs> I don't nah, know if yeah. it's I don't know if it's like this with you, but like people follow me and I've known like ton of tons of people follow me of like mm-hmm. and be like, Oh, you got a podcast? And I'd be like, Man, I'm three years in. How you just finding out right now? <laughs> oh
1: no, nah, it's I, I got a better one for you. So I, I set up a TV on the sales floor and like people be talking to me and then they pan to the left. Like
0: Oh shit! You got a podcast? <laughs> man, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do, man. Because that, if that was me, if that was me, I'd be like, yeah, and then just, just walk away after that with my head down. Nah, word. It'd be like, it'd be like people that
1: I dead ass have seen multiple times. Look at the TV. <laughs> it's not like you know your average joe it's like my usual normal customers or sellers that come in they're like yo word we talk shop and then like out of the blue it's like yo is that you on the tv like what's that at i'm like bro you don't see the background look behind me like the same thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd uh, be so I upset, think, man. <laughs> nah,
1: yeah, I think it with stride because I feel like I'm a nobody to begin with. So the fact that you can look to your left and see me somewhere is like, you know, it's a blessing. Well, so. I mean,
0: the you, I, if you want to stay humble, you can stay humble. I think being a shop owner of any kind is <clears throat> is hard as hell. You know, I mean, we we're growing, especially in this age right now, where it's just like I think all the 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 pandemic store owners are, are kind of slowly getting, getting out, you know, but the, the people that stay true are, are staying in. So it's definitely, I mean, I think it's, you, you got, you gotta, you gotta get your flowers or you can you know, no, for
1: sure. And I mean, like, I think you're, I don't know how you looked into the future, but, um, currently I am not a part owner, but, um, we are looking for a new location for expansion where I will be coming in hopefully as a partner so um until then it's funny because i started out as a consigner um Mm -hmm. up front with sold out when they like second year in at -hmm. their uh, second location and then um more towards uh right after covid they were going to expand into a bigger spot and then they didn't really have the setup or the infrastructure to run a bigger store and what Mm -hmm. it is today so they brought me on to pretty much like run the, the sales floor and aspect of a resale, of a resale store. If that makes sense.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. I mean, I don't know. Cause like out here in New York, we were, I mean the, my, my closest example is probably this store called a sneaker store, a sneaker store, a sneaker story, a sneaker store, I think it is. And mm-hmm. they opened one near me and they opened it like right before the pandemic and then pandemic Mm -hmm. happened and like, you know, I'd walk through and and see what's up. Nobody's buying anything in there. And recently I just passed in there and they're gone. And I was just like, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot of, a lot of people like that. No, yeah, for sure. The, I mean, you, you know, I think what you're doing now though, like you're, you know, you're, you're bringing in, an atmosphere around it, like syndicate. Like I had Chris on. And mm-hmm. I think, I think that being able to build community, like when you do your fr- your free sneakers and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like that shows that you're not just here, just to take people's money and just yeah. that's it, you know? And I think that, that a lot of that is what helped build sneaker culture in a whole in the beginning. And yeah. now that, you know, a lot of the people, like I always, like I think, the way that sneakers is going now is the the people that were in the culture during the height of like the pure culture of sneaker culture are in positions to bring back like the true form of it, you know, like, like there's people in Nike trying to push and and bring up, bring back that feeling of, yo, that excitement, you know, and Mm -hmm. store owners alike where, you know, you have, people that are trying to bring back boutiques or like concept stores and, you know, building community around consignment shops. Like, I mean, that's what flight club was in the, in the early aughts. Like you would go pull up and everybody was talking to each other. You'd be like, yo man, I want these. And then somebody pull up and talk to you. and be Like, yo man, yo, you didn't try to get these when these, when these drop, like that's, that's what's missing.
1: No word. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's probably like, it's actually one of my, um, my uh, first sneakers uh, answers mm-hmm. is uh, one of my first like SBS that I bought was from Chris at Flight Club at uh, on Green Street. Oh, shout out! Um, shout out to Chris. Yeah.
0: But before before you before you jump into <laughs> the, into that, let me ask the question. And that question is, what's your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have? So I'll answer it in
1: three parts and mm-hmm. um, three questions. The first sneaker was uh, Grand Hill Twos, mm-hmm. and uh, I was about want to say they came out what 1992 i was mm-hmm. two years old i don't know how or why my father t- told me the story got uh arrested dead but um he would tell me that like pretty much my older brother had the the black and white pair um so i wanted the white pair and i just like would annoy th- as a two year old would annoy this man <laughs> until he bought him and he bought me he ended up buying me like a full size run so i had what? like the same pair of sneakers up until like the age of I
0: think like six. That's
1: wild, So that's why why I remember the shoe like specifically, like obviously at two years old, it's like get out of here. Who remembers whatever they were wearing at two? But like Mm -hmm. I wore that shoe from like two to six, and it was nuts. (laughs) And like Grant Hill was like my favorite NBA player at the time. Mm I always went against the curve. Everybody was like, you know, big enough. You know, Michael Jordan. In the early 90s and stuff like that and i was always like "Eh, i don't know i'm gonna go this way so like you know once i started tuning in and actually figuring out what football basketball was i started like watching um grant hill a lot and i think it it steamed it stemmed off of the uh the dream team Mm because that was like the first exposure that i had um to basketball and then from there like kind of like you know his way of playing stuff like that so yeah that was the very first sneaker apparently yeah, yeah. that i wanted to, that i needed to have mm-hmm. the second sneaker i would say that i needed to have as as a later teen years was the uh air raid Oh yeah the, uh black and white with the blue um with the two blue uh which one called two blue straps
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i needed those for outdoor purposes only
0: outdoor purposes only
1: <laughs> where, where i mean did you spend your whole life in new jersey um, so I'm yeah I was born and raised in New Jersey. I've mm-hmm. I have and had family throughout like Washington Heights and the Bronx. Um, so pretty much bouncing between the weekends uh, mm-hmm. there and forth paint pogging across the Hudson. But for the most part, I've been in Jersey after um after high school. I joined the Marine Corps. And I was out in uh, North Carolina for seven six years. Mm-hmm. Um and then came right back to Jersey.
0: I mean, thank you for your service. That's one uh, not word the the like the air raid air raids fire in my opinion yeah. my favorite is the I don't know if it's called like the Black History Month one but the one with like it's black with the like I want to say the world like, peace yeah the world peace joints yeah, those, yeah. I love yeah, those. black and grays mm-hmm. yeah those are sick those yeah. those are amazing um and I mean I don't go to Jersey out much at all so yeah. <laughs> you- <laughs> it's definitely definitely, definitely a, a weird melting pot if, if that,
1: <laughs> that makes any sense
0: I think the last yeah. time I went to Jersey City specifically uh, I had a friend that lived out there and I just remember the pizza shop on the corner like it was like this guy he kept trying to clean he kept begging the owners to clean the front of the pizza shop so he can get a, a slice get paid in a slice of pizza mm, he's yeah. he doing that for like hours and i yeah. was like where are we <laughs> <laughs> nah yeah everyone's got a hustle mentality in jersey so, you know. <laughs> yeah and i then... mean but but back to to the air ray twos right you so you were in high school at the time no, i was in this was
1: what 2002 so i was mm-hmm. like in the seventh i was in seventh grade late yeah late late grammar school
0: Mm -hmm. and and like what'd you do to get those so
1: i had this thing where it's like i would get like you know breakfast breakfast and maybe like you know quarter water lunch money Mm -hmm. so i would literally just like hold off on the breakfast and quarter water and just like go have these with my friend walking out to school and like you know tuck that in and then (laughs) like when it came time when they came out because obviously back then there was no like real release dates. It was just mm-hmm. like yo, like you know they put up a banner or something in the store, and it's like you know you got hyped up, and then eventually after you know your forty six visit, they're finally on the shelf. Yeah. So once they were there, I ran home, uh, sort of like I did uh, at the beginning of this interaction, and <laughs> and pretty much you know begged for the difference, which is mm-hmm. probably like thirty bucks or something by the time they came out, and uh, I think like. Went to, like, the local non-GameStop and, like, sold off a couple of, like, games from PS2, whatever system Damn, that was out
0: That You thing. wanted to I have these bags. Yeah, nah, yeah.
1: Because, <laughs> like, I don't know. It was, like, it wasn't about fashion for me. It was more of, like, on-court fashion because I used to play ball. Mm-hmm. So, it was, like, blacktop fashion. So, it was, like, I needed that shooter, like, once, like, you know what I mean? Hopefully, i hope that cross somebody up. Last thing they see is that blue...
0: The blue, uh, the blue straps. The blue. <laughs> <laughs> you just want them. You just want the 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 myth of the blue straps to to, to, to go around no, all word. the schools. Yo, you gotta yeah. watch out. There's this kid with blue straps, man. Be nice. <laughs>
1: no, no yeah, man. That was my shit. And then um, it wasn't uh, wasn't until later on that I figured out that you know once you know you start to get the history and the knowledge behind sneaker that actually Tinker Hatfield was uh. Pretty much the creator of that mm-hmm. silhouette, so kind of understand why you know I wanted it so much.
0: No, yeah, I mean, shoot, the love for that shoe. I think it needs to be. I'll, I'll take a retro of that shoe any day right now because no, I think Lord. I I missed out on the last one, and I know that because I know they brought them back in the in the Charles Woodson colorway. I always call it call it the, the Raider colorway that. Um, yeah and i i wasn't a big fan of that but like i if you give me the white and black like those they had the red the red straps and then the mm-hmm. blue straps i probably yeah. one or the other because no nah, word yeah uh and then the third the you said the third the third shoe what's the third shoe oh the third
1: shoe was um so back in like oh five um at this point i'm in high school mm-hmm. um I don't like the atmosphere that I'm in as far as, like, everyone's buying the latest retro, getting the matching belt, getting some, like, spaghetti strap, Mm -hmm. tank tops if you're a girl, or long Mm -hmm. white tee if you're a dude. So I went super left and just uh, took my happy ass down to Flight Club and cop some ghost SBs. Damn, I still got my pair. (laughs) I don't. They, uh... We'll talk about that
0: later, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't have those anymore. Oh, man. Yeah. Mine, uh, I mean, yo, that, first of all, because you probably pay, you even pay over the, I mean, it's probably like they beat you in the head and you're your uh at that time. But I'm pretty yeah. sure like when you look back on it, you're probably like, man, that's a steal. No, nah,
1: I, I paid a, a whopping buck fifty for that shit. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> exactly.
0: But I mean, did you were you like a frequent uh flight club goer cuz I used to go like every week. So that was my
1: first visit into flight club my brother mm-hmm. took me um for like a little like you know welcome to high school kind of inauguration I guess and mm-hmm. took me to flight club real quick. Um I was heavy into like air forces at that time. Um and then I I peeped those and like I loved the the buttery gray suede with the you know the dark hunter green hit. Mm-hmm um i just like literally like fell in love with that shoe. after that i would probably go to flight club like every other weekend i mean like,
0: chris chris was chris was wild chris was wild in there bro yeah <laughs> no word
1: yeah i i uh i first met chris in um when he was in a life because mm-hmm. he was like dual hatting i think at the time mm-hmm. um so yeah i met him in a life uh that's like I think the day that I met him was the first day that I realized that a life was not only a clothing store, but they had like a speakeasy. Yeah. Oh, Y'all yeah. talk about
0: riveton club on the, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: so it was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, yo, you got
0: sneakers here the whole time. I was like, you know what I mean? But yeah, that was, that was great. Great, great, great experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if you watch my live episode, you know, my history with a life, but the, <laughs> and the Riverton club specifically, but yeah. the, like, I don't know. Were you? Because now you do consignment, but where? What? What? At what point did you be like, all right? You know, sneak this sneak I'm part of the sneaker culture now. Like, or like, did you? Did you see? Because I mean, when you're when you're on New Jersey, when you're in New Jersey, I don't really know like a ton of people from New Jersey, so I don't know mm-hmm. what the sneaker scene was like there. But then, if you're coming yeah. into the city, I feel like you're yeah. you're witnessing it. So, like, what was that? Like, when were you indoctrinated into the cult that is sneaker, sneaker culture?
1: Um, I want to say it was around the time where I realized that I didn't have to pay for my own sneakers anymore. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm the youngest of three. My father had me when he was 50. Mm-hmm. So, man's had me working um, in the seventh grade. At that's IHOP, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't even know you can get at the age of twelve, but somehow he, he figured it out. So
0: it's because you, you had a beard at twelve, that's why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, like, uh not not that like I'm not I'm a lazy person and all that, but like I was like, yo, something has got to give, bro, because like I'm busting my ass for like a whopping, you know, like twenty five dollar tip a day kind of situation. Like I think back then, like. Some people may cry, but my minimum wage back then was like five
0: twelve or some shit. Shoot, I thought you were gonna say three seventy five, bro. I maybe I, I remember. I, I I worked my first job at GameStop was six six seventy five. I think that was what I was getting, and I don't know tips. Yeah. That was what I was getting.
1: Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and it was like you know what I mean. So like I stumbled into uh, through the forums and all that. Stumbled into Nike Talk. Mm-hmm. Um. And then quickly, I once I started like, cause I, I'm I'm a nerd at heart, so mm-hmm. it's like once I dive into something, like I dive into yeah, something. Yeah, I'm the same. So way. like, so like once I saw that Nike SB, like I started googling, and like researching whatever platform I was using back then, and like I stumbled on like NSB, um, NSB.org, NSB dot org, Talk, ISS, like mm-hmm. the trifecta. You know what I mean? And I feel
0: like that's when like. Were you on Easy Boards level? Because I was, I was there when they were on Easy Boards, or were you like when they went they separate separated out of Easy Boards and had their own sites? For who? For all, each of them?
1: No, I think it was separate. Yeah. Like essentially, like when once I um, it was like there was four sites I was going to. It was Nike mm-hmm. Talk, Vintage Kicks, which is now Flight mm-hmm. Club, right. um, nikesb.org and um ISS, which is ISS. now Sokalectic, mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah once i started diving into those and just reading for hours um i then discovered that you could just you know people want to pay for stuff that they can't get so i just started like going into deep dives of ebay and just Mm -hmm. buying whatever like shoe was affordable to my pocket back then didn't matter the size and i would um you know try to trade up for something else or like hold them off until like you know the the next dunk exchange would come around Mm -hmm. and i'd like go over with, like, my little two duffel bags and just try to, you know, flip them for my personal kicks. Um, So I feel like once I started doing that and, like, realizing, like, you know, you turn around one day and it's like, oh, shit, you got, like, too many sneakers. Mm -hmm. um, That's when I believe I was in it. If that makes
0: sense? <laughs> no, it makes sense. It's, it's funny. I, I think maybe they, there's probably a world that if we look back in time. I may have bought something off of you at Dunk Exchange, something like that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, yeah. If you have a thirteen, SB thirteen, I definitely spoken to. I definitely spoke mm, to you back then. No, nah, no, nah, nah. <laughs> never, never went that high. I always,
1: I always capped it at my size. Mm-hmm. Um, so back then I was like an eleven. Um, I ranged from so. I was this kid in high school. I ranged from a uh, well, you had a full size run. We know, we know you a full size run guy. I ranged my foot because I was skinny, so I ranged my foot from ten and a half to twelve. So like whatever my foot could like get, I would just rock it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like so for a very good span, I had no idea what my actual shoe size was because I would just
0: buy whatever, (laughs) like whatever I'm throwing on. You know what I mean? Like it's cool, don't worry about it. We figure out the rest. No, um, I mean, that, that, I think that's what people are now. Like I'm, I'm, a if, if you look at my closet, I'm a 12 to 14. So, uh-huh. you know, okay. if there's a, if there's a shoe, that's a grail level that, yeah. or like a shoe that I really wanted it and I could only get it in a specific size, but I know I can fit that size. Yeah. Eh, I'm copping it. Just say, fuck it. We in there. Nah, you know what it I mean? Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I feel you. The, I mean. You started, I guess, like, I mean, we all know buy, sell, and trade is part of the game. And, you know, resell has, like, taken off in terms of just, like, people who treat it as, like, a legit job and mm-hmm. and, and all that. But you did it at such, like, in the beginning of, like, when, right before the boom, which is we all, I think everybody has come to a consensus, uh, mm-hmm. is the Galaxy Foam is when the boom started. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like. I, I always tell people there is resell culture and mm-hmm. w- like, w- were, were you able to like witness resell culture? I know you went to flight club at, at a young age and, you know, met Chris, but like, you know, w- were you able to be part of that? Um,
1: So a little bit, because even like back then, like I wasn't too like keen on the word reselling. You know what I mean? It wasn't really like a out there verb. Like essentially, like it was just like yo, I'm just copping some stuff, and like mm-hmm. you know, back then it was it was it was buying stuff in sets of threes, if you can. So it was one to rock, one to stock, and then one to figure out if you need something else after the fact. You know what I mean? It was never yeah. like yo, I'm I'm gonna buy this and just like immediately like touch and go as you do yeah. now. Um, you know, it was more so like you know I'm gonna build something, and then hopefully you know if I can get something else, um then so be it. But if not, then this is, you know, this is part of my collection.
0: Yeah. So that, the, the, I I was never fortunate enough to ever be in rock rock one, to rock one, to stock. So I definitely yeah. wasn't fortunate to be one, to rock one, to stock one, to, to do whatever I want with. <laughs>
1: well, I, I think I cheated. Cause I had a, my, my, my older brother is like three years apart from me on um, being older. Um, so like essentially like anytime he would get something, I'd probably wear it twice, and then he'd realize I'm wearing it, so I'd have to, like, buy my own before we start fighting. Uh, <laughs> so it kind of, like, <laughs> it kind of became the thing where it's like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to go buy this shoe now <laughs> and, like, not replace it, but, like, sort of, like, show that I have my own before, like, you know, and vice versa. Like, he, there's countless of shoes that I can count that, like, are completely destroyed because he decided to go play, you know, like, fucking Manhunt. And whatever
0: the hell, damn! Remember Manhunt? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's wild. That's wild. You, I mean, definitely talk about your brother because the—I mean, I grew up—I'm a—I'm a, I'm an only child, so like I don't really get a lot of that. But I love when I get to hear. I mean, I don't know if you ever saw Mid Nineties, but the whole—the mm-hmm. whole premise of or the whole thing is like living life through your older brother's eyes, or you know, getting passed down stuff and. Um, Like, what did he put you on and and how much of that is, like, influenced on you, especially to this day?
1: So, I think um, three things my brother made me was a Steelers fan. Mm -hmm. Um, He made me, like, care about sneakers Mm -hmm. because I would just buy them, you know, I, I would get. not saying I come from you know spoon fed you know silver spoon fed but I would get like the three pair a year kind of situation Mm -hmm. so I kind of like gauged my wear to like three pairs and like by the time you know year two came around I had now a basketball shoe I had a going to school shoe I had my Easter Sunday shoe etc etc so like he kind of like showed me like nah bro you should probably like take care of all of your shit all together so all these can be you know whatever the hell you want and then the third thing, which I think he's so from fabulous, was he always taught me to like get dressed as if you're gonna run into your ex.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have to jump in here to talk about Magic Mind. I know it's been a while, but I'm still have been continuously using Magic Mind and it's been in my mornings every morning since I mentioned them in some of my previous episodes. It's got these super helpful nootropics in it and we are talking about L-theanine as the nootropics. And it's mainly found in matcha, so you know I love me a good matcha. So L-theanine has always been have always been a part of my day. It also has ashwagandha to decrease, to decrease that stress, and it helps me with my anxiety on the regular. Also, it has lion's mane, which is helping you focus on your daily task. Now, like I previously mentioned, I use Magic Mind to start my mornings, and it is literally like like as... It says on the bottle a productivity shot like one of these just helps me start my day. And if you're into coffee, it'll help you just hold on to the caffeine that that coffee gives you. So you don't need extra cups after one shot of magic mind and a cup of coffee. Now. If you notice, I'm amped, and that is because I took a Magic Mind this morning, and as you're watching this podcast, or listening to it, it's helping me with my conversation that I'm having right now. I just found it really funny how Magic Mind Magic Mind, found its way to me during my time at Complex Like we visited a couple stores and they were sitting in there in the refrigerator that I had to call it out to the shop employees, which looked at me weird. And of course, my friends that were with me, I had to tell them, I take Magic Mind and look, it's right here. So, what's really cool, because of this, you notice that Magic Mind is starting to pop up everywhere and soon you can find them in your local sprouts farmers markets across the country starting in January of 2024 so very soon it's next year so make sure that if you're near a sprouts in January January of 2024 of course try a bottle and if you enjoy them use my link mine Dot com slash kickpod and use the code kickpod20 for 50% off your first subscription for the next 10 days. And also, full disclaimer, if you aren't feeling the magic, Magic Mind offers a 60-day money-back guarantee. Now, that's only guaranteed if you're using my code from my link. So... Make sure, if you want to give a shot, pun intended, to Magic Mind, give it a shot by using my code KICKPOD20 at MagicMind.com KICKPOD and check out, and also, join me and Magic Mind today.
1: Could be going to, like, get the groceries out the car outside, oh. I'm f- Kid it like there is no time where I'm like, down, you you down slipping. Yeah, nah, <laughs> <laughs> imagine back then there was no type of you know, what I mean, all you had is a flip phone, and uh-huh. most of it was a Nextel, you know, pager it wasn't really a <laughs> somebody's trying to paparazzi moment on you, but yeah, nah, you catch me slipping. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is great. I wish I had that because I, I mean, I even had a, a moment where I was rocking uh, Windbreaker Pants in high school. And mm. that's a no go. I needed I needed an older brother. I needed. Nah, a, I yeah. wish if, if I could go back in time and be my own older brother, I would have, you know, I would have I would have helped myself out. I'd be a lot more flyer now. <laughs> <That> word, facts. <laughs> but the I mean, that's great. I mean, that's fire. Where did I mean, where did he learn that? And then why, why do you think he needed to tell you?
1: Um, so I think he just learned it from like hip hop culture, you know what I mean? Like he grew up on like Ice Cube, and, like N.W.A., and like fucking Run DMC, mm-hmm. you know, Drive Quad Quest stuff like that, and like he would always see the visuals on like video music box and you know the the B.T.s and the the T.R.L.s of and whatnot and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So like I kind of think he just took that in, and then probably you know obviously his upbringing, um, with like his actual like not street culture, but, like, you know, his surroundings, his schools, like, mm-hmm. peers and shit like that. And then, like, I would always either try to tag along with him, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because he's with the cooler kids, you know what I mean? Like, I, he's with the, you know, the varsity teams and mm-hmm. whatnot. You know, i just trying to, like, fit in type shit. So, I feel like I kind of, like, leached off of it. Um, I would say, like, 90% of it was him actually, like, trying to show me because, like, we come from a, like, you know, immigrant background where, like, they're asking us like, you know, like, why are you, why do you need two hats? Yeah. They're, they're, they're both Yankee fit. It's like sit a dumb ass down somewhere. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, it kind of like took me under that, that wing, so to speak. And just I, like made sure I wasn't ever like
0: caught lacking. Nah. Yeah. I mean, that's fire. The, I mean, you touched on it, you know, coming from immigrant family. Like, I mean, my mom would always tell me be like, you have a shoe store in your closet. You know, what are you doing with them? So <laughs> I'm, I'm curious how far did he beat them down so that you got an easier easier way to have it? Or, like, was you still still battling against them being like, nah, you know, like, we need more extra pairs?
1: <laughs> nah, so, like, um, like, growing up, you know, we would always be taken out together to get clothes. It wasn't until he was too cool for school that he actually got, you know, money at the crib and then go figure your life out. But for the most part, like, we would go shopping together um up until like i was at least teenager-esque um and then after that he would just take me type shit so Mm it's like you know what i mean like i feel like we always for the most part shop together um so it was always like a, it kind of turned into like a a team type of thing where it's like yo like you know these retros came out but you know fucking kobe air forces just came out them shits is fire Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get the air forces go get these like you know what i mean like To everyone, to you know, my family, my parents and stuff is like, oh, like two kids, two shoes, word, like good.
0: Like to us, it's like, yes, we got two shoes, like. (laughs) So, it was great. Nah, man, that's fire. I mean, being part of a team, especially like when sneakers, when it comes to sneakers, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, it, it, like. Were you? I mean, you talked about you know, cobbling kicks with your brother, but like, were there any like crazy storyline? Like, you were you on a crazy line one time and it just broke out, nobody got nothing.
1: Um, so I wasn't a part of that era, uh, mm-hmm. gratefully. Um, by the time that started happening, I was either like, um, not shopping as frequently in mm-hmm. stores or I just wasn't here anymore because like, um, I joined the military in 2010, mm-hmm. I didn't come back till like late. 15 early 16 Mm -hmm. so that big big old gap is when like shit started to get hostile you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i think the crazier line that i went into where it was you know ridiculous but i still managed to get a pair was excuse me the um a life dropped the nike easy Mm -hmm. um the i call it the blink but it's not the blink it's the um the fuck is it the uh zen no, no, no. It's, it's a black pair, but it's a blink is on the twos on the ones. It's the. I can't I remember look it up right up now. I'm, I'm fucking drawing
0: a blank. <laughs> the you said the black pair. Yeah. So, uh... Solar red solar.
1: Yeah. Solar. red. Yeah. So like I always get confused. Well, to this day, even because like of uh, red Octobers and then like mm. solar reds, it's like bros or blinks. I don't know whatever like I grew up as like you gave it your own name and you just rent with it type shit mm-hmm. like other people picked it up if they didn't then I guess whatever
0: um yeah, so don't, I, don't even don't even tell don't even call a bread a bread uh, <laughs> a bread for a bread for it'll come at you bro
1: Yeah, when I grew up, I was a black cement four. (laughs) So, so yeah, I stood in that line, and that line was nuts and horrendous, but I somehow slipped out with a pair, you know, that was kind of chaotic. It wasn't as chaotic as, like, a pigeon release or something like that, but it was pretty chaotic. You know, people pulled out knives, motherfucker, jumping out of cars at, like, store opening, and you're like, yo, what the fuck? It's like, what the fuck, what? It's like, oh, all right, man, you got it. I'm fucking... (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm 16, bro. You got it, bro.
1: <laughs> but um the craziest, like the craziest lineup I've ever done was uh in high school. I skipped class for three days and I lined up for um what the dunks. Um and I ended nice. up getting it was three of us, we ended up getting two pairs each. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Excuse me. I should have known you Not back then. It yeah so like it was crazy because like it was like snowy shit like that or whatever and like we we ended up paying um crackheads at wendy's or excuse mcdonald's to like hold down the spots because back then it was before the yo that's my chair era. Mm -hmm. it was like nah bro like you you go over there somewhere ever so we had them you know hold down the spots where we go like fucking bird bath in the bathroom and like you know Mm -hmm. get some food when we come back with like twenty dollars worth of food and they just be on their merry way and then like on release i think we each paid them like 40 bucks to mm-hmm. like stand in line and like you know get the get the item and then give it to us around the corner so shit didn't get
0: clipped but yeah it was like three days three that's days two crazy. nights. that's fire first of all because yeah well one i wouldn't i couldn't do it i hated camping <laughs> out and then doing it for multiple days and then also getting yeah. the what the dunks yeah i mean I hope you hold on to them. So recently, nah. It's again.
1: It's part. It's part of that. It's part of that. Uh, that tragic story I'll be telling sometime soon. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that was the era where it's like you kind of knew, you know, of stuff coming out because you had yeah. like, you know, you had the blogs that would say, you know, have like, you know, the little posts and stuff like that, and then like people would big it up and like, dunk exchange and all the forms and shit. So by the time it came out, it was like, oh no, nah, like we're going. Yeah. And that shoe, believe it or not, was two fifty for right. a dunk low. Mm-hmm. So that shit alone was steep. But, yeah. I yeah. Mean, so you had to you had to come correct.
0: Yeah, and I mean during that era, I think that's when like shops were like, oh, okay, we need we can make a little bit of chunk of change on this. Like, <laughs> they were like up in different because I I went to I used to have a sneaker shop by me when I lived on the Upper East Side, and I went to go cop the Brutes, and they were like one eighty, and I was like one eighty mm. on the box. It says one ten like no i think that was like what well, it was only 100 back then and yeah. and so i'm pretty sure they were like we could th- throw a little 100 on that you know yeah <laughs> nah
1: yeah i had I had a shop um where uh it was called extremes in journal square in jersey city um it's no longer there but his brother had some kind of connection with atmos in mm-hmm. tokyo so he would come back with like luggages upon luggages of just shoes that are wrapped Mm -hmm. so it'd be like no box boxes totally effed up um stuff like that but like you know you would get like you know your freaking taiwan air forces Mm -hmm. when they came out you know a couple weeks before they even came out in japan only you know you'd get it from him and like he kind of had like a little consignment thing well like a little resale thing going but like you didn't think of it because it's like, yo, where am I getting? Them? I'm not jumping on a plane and going to Japan. Like, you're Japanese. I get it. You got him. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not asking too many fucking questions. Um, <laughs> so that, you know, I, I would just hit him off. And Whatever he was asking, I like it got to the point where, like, I feel like he was my personal shopper because I would tell him, like, yo, give me these size 11. And he'd like fucking magically return with them in like two weeks. And like he would just like send out his like nephews and aunts or whatever the fuck, yo, know, just go pick this shit up from, you know, Kev or whatever the hell yeah. his 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 cousin's name was. But it's like, <laughs> yo, like literally like he had a plug mm-hmm. and he was just feeding. And like if you didn't know, you walk in there and like you're just buying like you know a varsity jacket or you're just buying like a hardwood classic throwback jersey or a fitted or whatever, whatever inline stuff Nike dropped that year. Like you're not stuffing the case. You're thinking that that's his collection because it's like upper echelon shit in there. You know what right. I mean? You're it's almost to the point where it's like you're even afraid to ask if that shit's for sale because it's like so you know up there or whatever sought after. So like finally muster up the courage and I was like, yo, those are for sale. He said, oh yeah, yeah, I got like four.
0: What, what size you want? I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah,
1: you you was, literally
0: like, stumbled onto the the gold mine at that point. You were like, say word yeah
1: so that was that was my man's for like a good good minute and then like he just i don't know one day like he just stopped coming and then like you know a month later the fucking shop closed and i was like what the fuck
0: bro mean, i mean well to fly back and forth from japan just like like that i'm pretty yeah. sure it was, it was a lot a lot no, of
1: no, for sure but it was like you know he he wasn't going he was sending people or like oh okay, it's like, yeah you know what I mean? It's like like I'm Dominican Italian. It's like, oh, like word, you're going to DR word. Go get me a Brugal <clears throat> You know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not jumping on a plane to go get a white henny. But if you're coming back, bring me one. You know what I mean? Like it was that type of time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a racket for a white henny around here for a while, bro. Try state.
1: Nah,
0: I state was like, yo, man, I got a cousin going,
1: uh, yeah. you know, to DR. Yeah. Buck, buck 20. Buck 20. <laughs> there, was a, there was actually a Dominican dude. He still has a shop, but uh-huh. I don't think no one stole them that uh, Hennessy, you know, released the way Henny in, in America. <laughs> but he would he would buy them and then just sell them in his shop.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, how you resell <laughs> Oh, you can't get this here. I mean, no, I'm pretty sure we can get this here now. <laughs> no, Papi, Papi, no, that's why Henny, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's Henny, it's Henny San Blanco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Know, he had a good great go, so it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, because, I mean,. It's funny you say that, yo. I remember, like, people would be like, "Yo, you got to go to so and so house. He got white henny, yo. We all mm-hmm. in there. He got open crib. He got open crib and white henny, and you, you... <laughs> everybody sharing that one bottle, like it's like <laughs> that word. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Oh man, I, I, I'm very curious. Like, what made you decide to go to the Marines, and what was your time like there? Did you were you able to Buy any sneakers, or did you just like i'm 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 cutting it all off during that time,
1: so ironically enough, I joined the military. um my cousins and uh close friends were in the military, mm-hmm. um either in the Navy or Marine Corps, blah blah. blah. So I actually went to try and, and this is probably gonna be the the one uh one thing you can cap, and it's like is he lying or not? So <laughs> I went to, <laughs> to the recruiting <laughs> station and I was trying to like go full force and try to be a Navy Seal. <laughs> uh, um,
0: you got me you got my mind. <laughs> So I'm over here thinking he's like he's gonna be like so I go to the recruiter spot. Yo, they just made me a captain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah so I went, I went with the full intentions of like trying to join the navy, uh, motherfuckers was closed. And the only nigga open was a fucking Marine Corps. So I was like, all right, I guess we're going over here. <laughs> And the Marine Corps has always been like the most like stuck up uh, yeah. freaking I call it the Yankees of the of the you know US forces cuz uh-huh. it's like oh you want to join the Marine Corps like you you think I'm gonna take you like nigga what <laughs> <laughs> like it's never like you know the army's always like up your ass like yo like come join like I got I got 50 grand for you I got this I got that yeah. the force is like yo you smart Nah, I never mind. <laughs> The Navy's like, you know, I mean, yo, you, you trying to go? Nah, nah, you sure? But but the Marine Corps, if you ever walk into, it, you can go there today, well, tomorrow, and you would walk in and like, motherfuckers will look at you like you stole some, and they'd be like, yo, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like join, and like they, <laughs> it's it's hilarious. It's like this like machismo, varsity, like freaking egotistical like frat boy mentality. It's like what, who? Who are you? The fuck yeah. You just gonna join? That's what you thought you gonna just, do? You gonna just, 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 just come in here and join? Huh? Like, <laughs> it's
0: like it's like if you pull up to um to to try to make the varsity team and you'd be like, that's exactly yeah, what you it's just like.
1: Go for practice,
0: yeah. They're like,
1: practice. <laughs> what, what you think you just gonna uh, practice, my man? Like, <laughs> show me that you can practice, bro. <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: You see that pull so up like, bar? You got the pull-ups. There you go. So,
1: so oddly enough, that shit worked on me because I was like, "Oh shit, this is mad exclusive." Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm about to get a, I'm about to get a jacket. I'm about to get a varsity jacket. I just got to join nah, the Marines.
1: <laughs> nah, <man. laughs> so yeah, so I did that and like, um, like you know nine times out of ten, I was either in uniform, in combat boots, or, like, I was in, like, flip-flops. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really, like, heavy into shoes, but, like, mm-hmm. uh, my fiance at the time, not wife, she's been um, with Foot Locker since then. So, like, you know, any, like, you know, like, nostalgia hits or anything cool that I would see come out every so often, I'd be like, yo, like, get me those type shit, whatever the hell. It wasn't really like a, oh my god, like, I need this shit, like, I didn't really have that mentality because I had so much, you know, more going on with life and stuff like that. But it wasn't until like I want to say um, South Beaches for LeBron James came out the yeah. the tens. Bro, I'm glad you and weren't like, here for that, bro.
0: <laughs> I hated that time, bro. I was
1: over there and I almost caught a I almost caught a charge because. Uh, <laughs> so, ironically enough, like at the time, like my wife was like. An assistant manager for like Lady Foot Locker or some shit. Like she had no stain or whatever. And like the shoe was only coming out of foot action. So I was like, fuck, talk to your man, see if blah, blah, blah. And like, again, she had no stain. So he was like, yeah, word, I got you. And then the shoe comes out and I'm like, yo, so what's up? And he's like, what's up, what? (laughs) W. I was like, word, bro. So like I I was almost fought this dude because like just off of like his attitude he had towards mm-hmm. me on like some like who the right. fuck Yo, is I'm, you?
0: I'm a marine. I, I you like <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm, on the, I'm on the good team.
1: He <laughs> yeah, was like, Yeah, I'll go fuck bro, I'm a civilian. Like fuck on my face. <laughs> so after that, like I kinda like started getting in tune again because it kinda like brought that like FOMO that I was, I yeah. guess, internally missing then I started realizing that like on base I could just get shit cause ain't nobody really buying shit on base mm-hmm. and it was tax free. So then I started like looping the fucking base malls or whatever. And I would get like two or three pairs and I would just like sell them to the homies, not even for like anything. Like literally I just like, yo, like I bought this, send me the bread type mm-hmm. shit. So I would just do that. And then, um, uh, it wasn't until like I deployed overseas that I started seeing, like, SBs again, heavy, because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like, you know, all, you know, all, like, any kind of, like, exchanges for them for the military, they all had, like, some sort of Nike, you know, whatever accounts. Mm-hmm. For some reason, overseas would always be flooded with SBs. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, the stained salts were a dime a dozen. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I bought, like, 150 of those pairs within, like, eight months of deployment and mm-hmm. just shipped them back and was just, like, dumping them on ebay um and like literally like any like that era sb that was coming out and like if i wasn't in combat like i was just like chilling or whatever like oh shit sure, let me see if they got this new whatever mm-hmm. nine times out of ten they did so i would literally just buy them like ship them back home and just like dump them shits for whatever That's the hell crazy. like five ten dollars but it was like i was getting it like i was getting like overseas discount like mm-hmm. i have too many discount like take whatever the freak you want, discounts, like Mm -hmm. nobody was buying this shoe. It was like trying to go to the store and like expecting them to not have cigarettes. Like they're going to have cigarettes. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, "Yeah, just just keep buying them, bro. I don't care. So it was like literally like, that's probably like when I started like like kind of like getting a feel for things again, it was like, Oh, like cool, whatever. Like I wasn't, again, I was still like not heavy into like, you know, wearing stuff. It was more so just buying and like just flipping for a couple five, ten, twenty dollars. I didn't really care. It was more sort of a hobby. Yeah. And then like I think when I got out, it was around the time of like beluga drop and the 750 drop. Yeah. And then that's when it was like I started asking around and like no one knew what was going on. And I was like, what is this place? Like I'm back like I came home and I'm like I'm back in Jersey, whatever and I'm asking like the homies like, yo, like you know, like what's the what's the scoop on this? And like no one had any ideas what was going on. And, like, anybody I was cool with in high school that, like, did sneakers with me were just, like, graphic designers or, like, super, like, into college or, like, very professional. I was, like, fuck, where's everybody at? Like, Yeah. (laughs) um, So, like, yeah. So, like, I started, like, just, like, you know, getting it back into it with that. And then, like, Mm -hmm. sure enough, like, I started reestablishing myself, my own sources, my own
0: roots, and just, you know, going from there. That's, I mean, shoot. That, That... that FOMO, man. That FOMO a killer, bro. It will suck you right back yeah. in as soon as you. Ah, yeah. like yeah. It
1: was it was like a shock because he was like he dead ass like first of all he he pretty much called my wife a liar. That that's the first reason why I wanted to fight him. And then second of all, like he dead ass dubbed her. Like how are you uh-huh. gonna tell somebody? It's like yo. It's like yo. Word. I'll do the podcast. Yo, you, you jumping on? Nah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, fuck! Support of that, bro. Like,
1: you know what oh, I What
0: are we doing? Like, I'm gonna be honest. Like, that has happened to me a couple of times, and it oh, is not. And yeah. I'll be like, that's why I, I started being like, I'll ask like once. I'll, if you tell me, all right, and you know, shout out if you're listening to this and you've done this, I'm not getting <laughs> back up. Like, that's, that's what it is. I'm not chasing nobody. All right, like, yeah. yeah, that. But I mean, like just being able to—I think, it, I think—what probably left you with such sour, <laughs> like a sour feeling, was like you thought you were good to go. Yeah, and, like
1: I, I woke up, a, you know,
0: yeah. I woke up. Store opening,
1: yo. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna take a shower. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get some. We <laughs> Waffle House. I'm gonna bring some for my man just got me. You know what I mean? All I gotta do is walk <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: That <laughs> nice, and he's like, "Nah, I don't know you talking about Waffle House. I eat that shit every
1: Tuesday." Get the fuck out of here! <laughs>
0: you, uh, you, about to, you about to make the place look like a Waffle House real quick.
1: <laughs> so to backtrack. Um, uh-huh. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know to answer this to, to ask me this question, but um, mm-hmm. so um, right before I went into the Marine Corps again, I was the youngest of three. So by the time I joined the Marine Corps, I was the last cub to leave the household Mm. so my parents at this point are like in their 60s you know 60s 40s ish Mm -hmm. and i got hit with the yo my mans i don't know if you know but you about to be gone for a while (laughs) and if i move none of this shit going with me (laughs) so like they literally told me it was like yo like i'm gonna be honest with you like you know if i can't reach your brother and you know, you can't get to the phone because you're in the middle of fucking life. You know, like, I'm going to just ship this shit out for free to, like, your cousin's overseas type no. shit.
0: Oh, my God. So. <laughs> my heart right now.
1: Nah, so it's, it's worse than what you expect because you expect them to actually, you know, ship it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I instead, scared, sold my entire collection of, like, oh 500 plus God. pairs uh, for, like, less than 40 grand. <laughs> You had some yeah.
0: crazy stuff in there, too, bro. Nah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, and, and what's even crazier is that, like, two things in life happen, right? As we grow older, we realize that MySpace is fucking... You can't get any photo from there, right? And that was, like, the main source of, like, my growing up era. And then my second source was Photo Bucket. Yeah. Can't access that either. So There's all the content, all that material, donezo. So I, I could literally be telling you... The biggest lie in my life right now and You no. <laughs> i can't prove it
0: <laughs> i mean listen you named two very viable places that only people that post on there frequently you know, would name was, them so yeah
1: bro it was nuts so i That's couldn't I, all that shit was scared, gone like scared I mean, sold, bro scared sold. Scared sold. Is
0: crazy
1: man yeah like Bye. i i probably i probably got a good chunk off at of, like the next the last dunk exchange I went to but like for the most part like I never was had the brains enough to gather folks around and like get a table I was always that schmuck that would just lug around you know Jan Sport duffel bags and Nike duffel bags and whatever the hell I could bring um so if I couldn't carry it and I wasn't selling it so pretty much like everything else I scared sold online or just did like random 3 a.m. meetups at like Union Plaza or whatever the hell um <laughs> crazy. But, <yeah. laughs>
0: crazy so see
1: so, yeah, like, it, it was it was pretty it was pretty bad and like to this day my mom will tell you um because uh she still lives with me uh-huh. um you know she'll tell you like you know like damn like my bad <laughs> i mean
0: if she was like she was like if she turned to you and said we were gonna we weren't gonna move this stuff i would have been i'd have been like you gotta go like,
1: <laughs> like... Nah, I, mean, I mean i respect it though because like to to not to like gloat or whatever but i that ass had like close to a thousand pairs yeah and like you know like probably like 5% wasn't mine that I was probably selling, but like, mm-hmm. you know, n- like fucking 95% of that was like mine actual sneaker collection. Yeah. And it was just like it, it took me, you know, a good like five to six years to create it, but it happened so rapidly because it was just in that era where like people weren't like hitting you over the head for stuff. Right. You know, or they were just trading, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care that, you know, you have like, you know, Supreme Dunk from O2, whatever the hell like i just want to give you these dinosaur juniors real quick and it's like word bro even trade like type shit it wasn't really like oh nah bro but these are like you know how how many hours i sweated for this shit like nobody care about that shit bro you got it you got it you don't you don't next person yeah. like it was too like it was rapid in the fact of like there was if you know where to get stuff there was plenty of it around but if you didn't know, you know, obviously it was scarce at the same time. Right. Yeah. So, I know, mean,
0: great. do you like what happens when a shoe that you that you panic sold, it comes through into the store and you like you got to hold it in your hand. Like, are you, um, are you having a nervous breakdown? Like what's happening? No,
1: I mean, <laughs> like, like, to be honest with you, like I can I can gracefully say that I haven't like paid resell. The last shoe I paid resale value on was, like, the Sean Witherspoon. Mm -hmm. And that was just because I was, like, in meetings. I couldn't follow a fucking van around. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was, like, yo, like, I missed the fucking Kiff drop and that stupid little van shit. Then they Mm -hmm. came on on sneakers and I missed it. So I immediately bought them shits on, I don't know if it was Goat or StockX, but I immediately bought them shits there for $500. I was, like, yo, like, I'm a size 12. Like, I'm going to just do it. Fuck it. I got bread. You know, whatever. And ever since then, it's like, I've been in the space long enough that i know that i don't have to pay for stuff anymore Mm -hmm. in the sense of like you know i could always trade for something so i have that mentality where like i have a set number in my head and if like i need something else i gotta get rid of something you know what i mean whether it be like you know a cause collectible or a painting or you know a print or something or just like three shoes that haven't seen my foot in six years type Mm -hmm. shit you know what i mean like i just kind of like just let them go so yeah I, I feel like I feel like the biggest thing that has humbled me and, like, has kept me at bay is that um, I follow what I call the boomerang effect. Mm. Like, even if I let something go, because, like, I don't know, whatever, like, my daughter sprained her foot and I got to fucking pay for a cast, whatever the hell, like, mm. the shit's going to come right back. So I have no quarrels, no, like, oh, my God, I need this forever, like, whatever. Like, I do have, like, the only shoe out of my early childhood collection, you know, still with me, but beyond that like anything else can go. Yeah. I
0: so. I I mean, I 100% agree with you with that because I mean, everything is touchable. Like you yeah. grew up in the era where it wasn't. It was like you mm-hmm. had to peruse forums, Google, uh no, you had to be on eBay putting stuff in the wrong name. You know, you're trying to find stuff and now everything has become accessible everybody knows what everything is which so it, yeah. one thing that it it makes it harder to find it at a price that you want to pay it for mm-hmm. but it also makes it like easier to find it if you do have the money you know yeah and for sure that that definitely is i guess the luxury of it but that's what happens with when, when something becomes mainstream uh, yeah the, you know the the idea of just i mean I don't know if you could talk about it more of just like how sneakers is moving now, but mm-hmm. the idea of just, you know, wanting to savor that moment of like, oh, I have my my I'm I'm trying to hold on to like this sneaker that I got when I was a kid, but I see that mm-hmm. the prices are going crazy for it right now. Like, should I let it yeah. go? Do I need to let it go? Like that that whole yeah. moment. Like I think you're you're at you're literally <laughs> the crossroad for some people within that moment yeah. too. So
1: nah. Yeah. And like I said, like anything newer, like I really don't care. Like I've, I've sold and got back Chicago off whites. I've sold and got back, you know, um, I don't know. You name it. Like literally I've sold it and got back if I needed it. Like I've sold and got back union black toes mm-hmm. for cheaper than what I paid the first time around type shit. Like, you know, so it's like anything older, you know that's when it like it's not so it's not so much sentimental value it's just i know and like the knowledge of like oh like i'm probably not gonna see another good clean you know splattered dunk low in my size that's still wearable so i probably can't let that go unless like i'm in dire desperation mode kind of thing so like you kind of like prioritize your collection that way where it's like yo these came out last week i can get them shits back 20 times for over you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. if need be but you know those older ones where it's like you know i'm still i'm still in in the mindset of like like you know open up ebay and just type in like you know i don't know like freaking purple dunk low and just like scour through you know what i mean like whatever is available like i'm not looking for like dinosaur jr i'm not looking for like fucking de la highs. like i'm literally typing in like 2003 dunk and like just looking, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, type shit. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you know in today's day and age, like you can't, you can't wear it. You know what I mean. Even yeah. with like, I have a good friend of mine that I met over the years. Um, he's actually a uh, we're actually a drop off location for him. He restores kicks, mm-hmm. and like it's the point where like I'll send him a picture of something before I buy it, and I was like, yo, can you restore this? And, like, if he green lights it, then, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll buy it. If he doesn't, then, like, I just can't. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just one of those things where it's, like, it's it's almost, like, I don't want to frivolously just spend money just to say, like, oh, hey, guys, look, I got this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm beyond that for sure. Like, I don't need, you know, I don't need to showboat. You know, I was never, like, I, I hated jewelry growing up because I always thought, like, you know, being super flashy and the loudest one in the room is the first one to get popped. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Not, not not like that, but popped in the mouth type shit. You know what I mean? So it's like I never was about that. I mean, it could and,
0: be both. Somebody sometimes <laughs> sometimes it could be both.
1: <laughs> you never want to speak that into existence. But no, it's like no. you know <laughs> But it's like, you know, I never wanted to be that guy, like, you know, mm-hmm. and if it happens to be, then it just is, but you know, I'm not pushing that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm not in the in the interest to please. Twenty dudes, like I'm good at home. You know what I mean, like. Yeah. So oh, I'm straight. Pause. Pause on that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Pause on that one. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what is your emphasis into bringing? You know, community and helping other people, especially around. You know, sold out. Like, what it, what it, what do you get out of it, and, and why you push push for it so much? So, um,
1: I grew up like hating like stuff like bullying, mm-hmm. and always like um being like i knew what it was to be the little guy to have to like you know be under your brother's wing type shit so i never want to have you know i never want to know that somebody's feeling that in whatever shape or form or facet you know you can add to that um so it's like if i can take that away in any fathom then you know i can and i will you know what i mean so like once we like for example like stuff that i brought to the table was like when we moved to the stores um we're now on like uh central avenue which is like a broadway so it's like more foot traffic the other store was more like a green street where it's like if you knew it was there you knew to go if you didn't you're just going up the street to blades because that's where you know what was on broadway type shit yeah. so when we get to, to central Ave, you know it only took one person to walk in and be like oh shit like you know what's on sale whatever And it's like uh everything's for sale nothing's on sale type, like mm-hmm. trying to be funny or whatever I was like oh good luck like wrong neighborhood like whatever the hell and like to this day like I, I, I love that lady because she in, instantly told me like yo like either figure it out or get the fuck out like because this shit ain't it and I'm not saying that like you know we have you know like insane pricing but it just immediately you know I put two and two together it was like yo like there's definitely shit that we have that like isn't nothing you know what I mean like and so like immediately I created what I call like the hundred and under table where it's like in the front of the store a red table cloth and it's like everything on that table is a hundred and under it could be new used forgotten whatever the hell like it's gonna be a matching pair and it's a hundred and under like it could be a toddler shoe it could be a size 14 like whatever the hell it's usually like either bottom of the barrel stuff stuff that just goes for retail these days Mm -hmm. or you know stuff that like doesn't really sell like that so it's like there's not a market for it in the space of like reselling but there's still a there's still a shoe for somebody Mm -hmm. so you know you make you make sense of it and you just put it up and it's like yo whatever like you know i paid fifty dollars pay $55. Great. Have a nice day. Like, you know what I mean? And it, so the person receiving it is like, Oh shit, I got this brand new fucking whatever the hell for $55. It's crazy. That's under retail. And it's like, cool, man. Like I'm glad I can, you know what I mean? Like slap, slap on the back type of shit. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you get that a hundred times over and it's like, yo, like, you know, like it turns into like a more of a communal thing where it's like, people appreciate that shit. You know what I mean? And I'm not doing it for like, oh my god, like, give me a hug, like, here, quick, take a picture, let's get this photo op. like, it's just, mm. like, bro, if I just have it, like, why the fuck not, you know what I mean, mm. and, like, that's the same shit with, like, free shoes, like, it could be fake, it could be, like, stuff that we just don't take, and, like, motherfuckers come in, and it's like, yo, bro, like, we have, like, not to put, you know, shade on anybody, but we have countless people of, like, widows and, like, people of, like, you know, parents of, like, you know, like, pass away children and stuff where it's like yo like i'm just trying to like you know whatever like pay for funerals or whatever like mm-hmm. i just don't need this you know what i mean so it's like oh well you know we, i can pay you for this stuff but it's like this stuff i can't really take a dc you know shoe like i mm-hmm. can't do nothing with this and they're like well you know give it away to somebody and it's like oh word like start just fucking you know what i mean just one-off donations type shit and it's like little things like that like it like in your, at the time of doing it, it's like, oh, like, cool, it's whatever, but, like, you know, by the time you do it, you look back and realize, like, oh, shit, like, I I did that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, again, it's not like we're out, like, trying to seek, you know, like, praises from anyone. It's just at the end of the day, it's like, bro, like, I'm not going to do nothing with this, and I'm not going to throw it out. And you don't want to lug this back home, so fuck mm-hmm. it. I'll just, you know, give it away to the next person. Yeah.
0: so it's Definitely somebody needs it. There's always going to yeah, be somebody sure. that needs it, you know? I think 100%. that... 100%. Obviously, this is a passion that deals with a lot of everybody thinks that they need everything, you know. Mm-hmm. But when it's when it's actually to people who actually need something, like people that mm-hmm. need sneakers, you know, I think yeah. we, we overlook it that how 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 simple it is to give a pair away and and just be like, yo, this person did not have any shoes, now they do. Mm-hmm. Like you know, yeah. Um, but listen, we're at the towards the end of the podcast, and I do like to to ask another question before we sail off into the sunset and that question deals with you, you know, thinking a little bit, but uh, I want you to think about that time uh, as you, let's go with the, let's go with the Grant Hills. I want you to think about the time when those, when your dad copped the full size run of Grant Hills, right? You're now you're you young, you Mm -hmm. about to open that box. And I want you to go think like, like you went back in time as you yourself what would you tell your younger self as they open that box? Um
1: Honestly, I would say like, you know, just like don't uh don't get too materialistic in it. Mm-hmm. Um and at the same time, like be always grateful for what you're um presented and uh like uh able to touch if that makes sense as far as like exclusivity and like you know accessibility and stuff like that and at the same time it's like you know always be ready to thank you know the source whether it be you know getting that extra coffee for the dude in the boutique who held you down on a pair or like you know your pops who who like out of pure like i don't want to deal with this anymore like bought you a full size run but you know uh, unbeknownst to him was like the the best thing that i probably gotten as a kid. You know looking back and shit like that um you know just like be grateful and like understand the why not so much the actual thing because like the one thing that i do uh uh self-reclaim is like i feel like i'm a sort of like a sneaker historian where mm-hmm. it's like you know someone comes into my shop and they're like yo why does this cost whatever the hell and it could be like you know a, a bread 11 it could be like whatever the hell and it's like well you know or like a 14 and it's like well these were actually you know like like modeled off of like jordan's like ferrari shit like that like all the small little dumb shit that you think it's like you know useless or whatever the hell like well, people not love that shit i call it the the rolodex of of useless things um just just like knowledge of like just random you know stuff oh yeah i mean joe
0: doesn't know the i like i I know way too much about dunks and sbs that like or sneakers in general that like i i'm over i'm always too confident at sneaker trivia when i'd go Mm -hmm. to like like Complex Con, and they'd be like sneaker trivia, and I'm like, okay, oh, yeah, I know all the answers, but <laughs> the but it's always funny like when you talk talk about it to civilians as uh, mm-hmm. not as I, I like calling them, but people yeah. be like be like, oh yeah, you don't know, like oh uh, no, what's really cool? I always go, what's really cool because I think when you start becoming condescending with the fact like you're like oh you don't know that Jordan yeah. wore these in, in in Space Jam then people be like oh, okay who cares but if you're like you know what's really cool about this shoe is that yeah, Jordan wore yeah. it in blah 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 and then you're like yeah. then they're like wow i didn't know that then they then it becomes useless information for them for them to use at another situation <laughs> they be like i remember nah, this yeah. one random dude told me Jordan wore these in the Space Jam yeah. to to
1: this day i have like parents and like you know folks who like aren't really into this shit, like, come back and was like, yo, bro, like, I... Remember that fucking Medellin fucking shit? I was going to Columbia. I don't know what the fuck you were talking about, but yo, I just saw a commercial for them shits on Instagram. That's nuts! Like, how did you know that?
0: Like, he's like, I I was looking at the sunset and I was thinking about those threes you were talking about. I get it, like I I get it, (laughs) man. Uh, Leo perfectly said, you know, shout out to Young Leo. He had that full size run, and it started. The, the craziest to the point that now you have haze dunks because I, I peeped that before we jumped on. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> a, couple, a couple things back there. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we the Huff dunks are, are st- always my favorite. Um, but you know, thank you for jumping on. Uh, and for everybody out there, you know, what we say each week wear your kicks. Peace.